Hello everybody and welcome back to The Selling Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again for today's show I'm joined by Mike. Hello Mike. Right, how's it going? Nice I'm to very, be back. I'm very well and uh, you join us all for today's show in uh, very momentous times because uh, the eyes of the world are on uh, Washington DC right now. Uh, we've got the um, inauguration coming up tomorrow, Wednesday uh, the 20th and as you've all seen the scenes from um, DC, it looks like a military encampment right now. We've got 20,000 plus um, military forces there and there's a lot of checkpoints and lots of barbed wire and who knows what's um, who knows what's going to unfold and uh, but we'll go into that in a, in a while. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about Mike, um, what happened on Wednesday, the January 6th when um, there was the uh, meeting of Congress to ratify the Electoral College votes yep. of the, uh, how should we say, um, the stolen election, stolen <laughs> election as it's become known. Uh, I've shared my perspective uh, in terms of how I view it, see it as um, a false flag in the previous recording. So um, please do check that out, uh, guys, if you're interested in my interpretation. So what's your take on what happened? Well... By the looks of it, um, it was a staged event that was allowed to happen um, to almost make Trump look bad, Yeah. in the sense. Um, you know, there's uh, video footage of the protesters. Um, well, what was it? First of all, the barricades were put to the side and then they were waved on in. Police, yeah. yeah. Then it was like um, when they actually tried to storm the building itself. I've seen footage of like one woman getting shot. Yeah, there was the inside. Pretty yeah. horrific. Yeah. Um, but then almost once they got inside, the way they acted very orderly going through like the museum tour almost. Mm. And I don't know, it just it stinks of a staged event. Mm. Um, and the most interesting thing out of it is actually most probably the laptops being stolen. Mm, including uh, Nancy Pelosi's, allegedly. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I would just like to add that, of course, the event, it appears, was set up to portray, again, Trump and his supporters in the most negative light. And since then, um, the censorship of Trump has just ramped up even more. So, of course, he's been deplatformed from Facebook and Twitter. We've also had the fact that even um, banks like Deutsche Bank uh, are cutting all ties uh, with Trump and uh, various other organisations that are associated with Trump are severing all ties. So he really is becoming almost like the, the, the uh, how should we say, the global demon or the demon of choice. I mean, the crazy thing is, though, going back to the fact that he got censored off um, the internet for a couple of days, mm. it turns out that the very video he got censored for posting for apparently inciting violence mm. was saying, like, look, I know the election was stolen, but you guys need to go home now. We need peace. Yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently that was inciting violence, and that's why he got banned. I mean, yeah, it just shows you how hysterical and... Uh blinded um the journalists are in the mainstream uh, because of their hatred of trump they just can't see the truth i mean i didn't see an insurrection or a coup i mean there were points at which it did uh, get violent we have to admit that yeah. but initially at least as you said and i said in my previous recording on this issue um the police just allowed people to walk in and they were just walking in around the building that wasn't a coup it wasn't a, an insurrection so within 
um, the people who are uh, Trump supporters, obviously there were some that were probably dressed up uh, to look like Trump supporters, but they were BLM or Antifa. Um, but some might have just been Trump supporters that said, oh, oh, great, Dave. Um, yeah, Congress is open. Just walk in. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, there's a copper. Yeah, do you want a selfie, mate? Yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, what was it? Um, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I heard reports of, um, what was it, either military or police badges being waived um, to get the barriers yeah. um, removed and, you know, to be waived in like that. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it really was a staged event um, with a lot of people jumping on board because why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, I probably would if I was there. It's like, my God, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the Congress building on the very day they're said to be ratifying this uh, stolen election. That's one to tell the grandchildren, isn't it? You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, what was it? I remember when I went to Stonehenge and I much oh, you did. Thing. You walked over the barrier. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you naughty, naughty man. Anyway, um, yeah, I completely agree, Mike. It was, it was a setup, and because the mainstream media, uh, basically whatever the deep state or the cabal want to project, they're completely on board. And uh, as I keep saying, the um, it's not just the censorship of Trump now. It's it's the actual visceral hatred which. It's just mad, isn't it? It's just insane. Yeah, uh, it does look like they're going to drag him through the dirt as much as they can um, with this second impeachment. And pretty much, I reckon within a week to a month of him not being president anymore, there'll literally be like calls for boycotting on all businesses that makes him profit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and the important point also to mention, uh, Mike, is... There was the there was a lot of rumours around what would Mike Pence do in terms of would he ratify the college votes or would he call out the fraud and of course he went ahead and he ratified the electoral college votes. Um, some are now some after that were saying oh he's a traitor to the cause, traitor to Trump. But now uh, as we approach the inauguration within literally hours because we're in real momentous yeah. times now as this uh, show goes out. Some are saying within the Q movement, oh, no, that's all part of the plan. Uh, he, he had to ratify this stolen election because it just has to play out. What's your view on what Pence did or didn't do? Well, the interesting thing, going back to the, the day and his um, speech bit, mm. it was interesting. To or Trump's speech. No, no. We, I think Pence got up and spoke or something. Right. And then, what was it? I heard reports that he walked out of the room, had to take a break, came back in. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think there was a lot going on that day. Like, you know, he was almost like undecided and waiting on what was going to happen. And um, I'm not sure if it was the fact that the, the, the riot was allowed to happen and they were all waved through as a sign of, well, I'm going to have to go ahead with this now. Um, you know, so... It's not as simplistic story as I think a lot of people are making no, it out. No, and what I, um, as I said in in the previous episode, Mike, what I found interesting from watching the live coverage on the mainstream media and just looking at my Twitter feed on my laptop to get the difference was it was almost like the narrative was being built in real time and it could have changed moment by moment. That was what was fascinating about that event. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, like if those laptops ever turn up, were yeah. they important? Were they um, stolen by 
the people who didn't want that information to get out there or were they stolen by the people who did want the information to get out there absolutely you um, just don't know yeah exactly so it was quite interesting to see that but that was used as a pretext to order the national guard in sure. uh what are there right now yeah. um but then again that's interesting to see how most of the pictures show the them standing with their guns with no ammo in it they've got no magazines yeah so i'm not sure if they that they've been holstered um or if they've literally been confiscated like some reports have been saying yeah so if we turn now as i alluded to at the intro mike what's going down in uh, dc now and it's extraordinary it's completely unprecedented the amount of troops there are i've heard anything between 21 to 30,000 troops yeah uh, people are confirming there are now more, uh, not troops, sorry, um, what was the word you used? National Guard. Thank you. Important, especially for our American listeners to get that right. National yeah. Guard. Um, there are now more, um, yeah, that presence is bigger than uh, the US uh, military presence uh, combined in Iraq and Afghanistan. So we're talking, it's literally like a military garrison uh, that's yeah. being built. And we've all seen the, 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 the images online, more than likely, of the military vehicles. They're not tanks. It's important to say that, isn't there? There aren't. We haven't seen weaponry as such. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, it's just troops and supplies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now we can interpret this in quite a few ways. Um, some people, again, who follow the Q narrative are saying, well, they've built this because uh, what's what's actually going to happen is they're going to be military show trials, which are going to happen in D.C. And that's why they built this encampment, if you like. Uh, some are saying uh, the complete opposite, that if Biden is inaugurated, um, the reason why they've got that uh, the show of strength, shall we say, in D.C. is because he's going to declare martial law. And there's going to be a, a start of a roundup of all those, you know, Trump supporters and all the rest of it. What is your take on what's currently going down in DC? Right, um, so taking one of the reports that I've heard um, tries to say that he wants to do a big banning on people having guns so they make their final push. Um, do you mean I, literally within hours? Um, I, it would happen within hours only if um, enough people turn up with guns, start firing at the National Guard, National Guard not having any ammo yeah. on them, not being able to fire back could cause a serious issue and it could be that that could inspire the nation to support a banning on all guns in America. Right. Which, you know, there would have to be something huge like that to convince America that that's a good idea. Yeah. Because if you think back to all the school shootings, like what was it, apparently at one year america almost had a school shooting a week or something like that every week yeah um and still that wasn't enough to convince america to, to give up their guns and i'm not saying giving up your guns is a good idea i'm just saying that bloody how that was a bad situation to be in mm. but there literally has to be something like a 9-11 event where not necessarily big explosions but i'm talking about lots of guns being fired to convince, you know, to make it look like it's a, a real reason why they're doing this. I mean, my take, Mike, thank you for that. My take is that the deep state and the cabal, and I'm just going to use, I know they're pejorative, pejorative terms, but we'll just use them for yeah. convenience, yeah. Take us, um, just take them at face value. Is the deep state, the cabal, um, who may or may not be in control right now, they're going to want to create merry hell and chaos 
um, on Wednesday the 20th in DC. And a lot of people are speculating. I think they will try to pull a massive false flag, right? Yeah. I don't think they're going to achieve that. I think that's that's what their aim is going to be, right? Um, and then from there, if Biden is inaugurated, he can declare martial law. And part of that can be about trying to disarm the American populace and where the whole kind of leftist, progressive, some might say Marxist agenda can just be pushed massively in the States and around the world uh, at that point. And I think that's what they're trying to pl- uh that's what's in the planning, but I don't think they're going to get away with it. And just lastly on this point, um, that might mean during the inauguration, they uh, I've heard so many rumours, isn't there? Yes, so much so conflicting many. information. It wouldn't surprise me if the deep state and the cabal and the forces behind them feel like they're losing their power base. I believe they could go so far as to take out Biden during the ceremony blame it on a Trump supporter just to create chaos in the country, create more hatred for Trump and his supporters. And in that way, they can put um, uh, they can put Harris in very, very quickly, which was yeah. always the plan along. So I think there's many um, possibilities um, that are in play right now. But I sh- I'm very hopeful that this big false flag that they are planning, which is going to make 9-11 look like a walk in the park, they won't get away with it. And what I believe is going to happen, they're going to get caught with their pants down. I mean, that's the hope. That's what I hope. Yeah. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's always been one of those situations that the best way to catch um, a liar and a cheater out is in their actions. Is to give them enough rope to hang themselves with. Yeah, sure. Um, and so if you do give um, Biden enough power, you know, gave him office. Hopefully he'll do all the actions thinking he can get away with anything and then that's when more of the spotlight is put on him to catch him out. Because there is very polarised opinion if we now turn towards the alternative media, which obviously is where we get most of our information and I assume our listeners as well, of course. Uh, I do uh, occasionally watch the mainstream just to see what narrative it is that they're spinning. I was going to say it's um, quite revealing because... uh, the, the words that new speakers are told to say is very heavily um, laden with NLP. Of course. And so they almost give the game away in the way they say it. Well, like with COVID here in the UK, hands, face, space. Yeah, the whole um, death of, for any reason in 28 days and yeah, all this sure. sort of stuff. Absolutely. So just bringing us back to um, the coverage of what's going on in DC now uh, and more broadly as well. Um, there is those that are following the Q narrative. There has been this kind of shift, hasn't there? Because um, there was originally um, some were saying that Trump would, you know, the hammer would come down, release the Kraken and that would all happen uh, from Sidney Powell. You know, she was talking about that. And this would all happen before January the 20th and the impending inauguration. And now it seems that... Um, the main thrust of the Q narrative and people that follow it and put out information from Q is that don't worry if Biden gets inaugurated, then it's just for optics because Trump <laughs> is still going to lay his Trump card. Now, I know you laugh, but I can understand that to some degree, because I think that a Biden, uh, a Biden uh, presidency, and we all know uh, it's essentially a, a coup. Uh, I completely agree with that, probably with uh, collusion with uh, um, the CCP in China, perhaps uh, Iran and maybe other countries and the Vatican even. Now, 
I think a Biden presidency, which we know is completely illegitimate, would unravel very, very quickly. I mean, what, what's your take on this, the way in which the, the, this is being covered in the alternative media? And lots of people are at the point, Mike, where they, they might lose hope because, you know, we've had these discussions a lot recently yeah. that if Biden gets in, that's it. I give up hope. This whole Q narrative is nonsense. Uh, they just keep leading us along, moving the goalpost, and there is no hope and there is no salvation coming from Trump. What's your take on all of that? Right. So um, the first time I heard really about this QAnon movement mm. was really back in um, early part of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 2020, I have to think now. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, what was it? David Wilcock was saying something that his sources were saying that um, all the arrest was going to happen. Oh, this was on, about Easter time. Yeah, 1st yeah. of April, and there'd be 10 days of darkness with all the information put out on every news media thing. Our emergency broadcast. Yeah, um, and they were saying that for back in April last year. Um, and the fact that they chose April the 1st for that sort of thing, I was like, put a fast one, mate, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it just seems to be that um, every couple of weeks they put the date back. They put the date back, and they put the date back. Um, and there's just something fishy about it to me, like, I honestly really want to believe that what they're saying, there's a certain amount of truth behind it, Yeah. but um, it just seems to be that um, it's more about kind of like distracting you, like, don't worry, sit down, it's all covered, the, the cavalry's coming sort of thing. I mean, yeah, the thing that I don't like is um, the passivity. Yes around it and i'm not one for like um i agree uh that americans controversial view here from a british perspective i'll hold my i'll, I'll put my hand up not that you can see it guys and own it i i agree with the american uh, amendment in terms of their right to own arms and i know from a european perspective that's controversial but ultimately we're now i'm going a bit off track so forgive me mike but you know we're looking at a desperate situation here in the uk in terms of covid you know if we had the right to bear arms and someone from the health authority and the government knocked on my door if i'm armed i can protect myself and my loved ones yeah that's why i agree with it because ultimately the state and government and health authorities under the guise of the nhs in the uk are now acting in in a way which is tyrannical yeah we, um, we're like sitting ducks basically yeah you know? and by the looks of it it won't be long before the us is uh going to be in the same sort of yeah. situation sorry i've gone off a bit of tangent now so yeah to bring us back to the q narrative and this idea that we are sitting ducks i guess we're going to find out aren't we in a few days um what you know the truth in a lot of what we're being told around around the q uh the q narrative but as i just said it does seem as if they do keep moving the goalposts forward. It'd be interesting to see or to know what our listeners are thinking, whether they're even following the Q narrative. Yeah, so um, there's either going to be the perspective where um, they're releasing information that, as far as they are aware, is accurate, mm. um, but are being misled themselves to give misinformation to one, pacify people. Um, like you found out something about, what was it, a Bolshevik Operation Trust? Oh yeah, Operation Trust. I think it was um, like a psychological operation that this would have been during the Bolshevik era, so yeah. in Ru Soviet Russia in 1921, which was a way in which they could pacify all their opponents. And apparently a lot of the tricks that were used in Operation Trust... Uh, are being used with the queue in terms of 
you know, just don't worry, drink the Kool-Aid. Trust the plan. And trust the plan. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's important to say that there are, there do seem to be uh, moves afoot. And I just want to share pieces of information yep. that co corroborate that. And some of our listeners might be aware. Um, these are the events that have happened in the last week or so. So we had nine Catholic bishops uh, with COVID, allegedly, yep. that died in a week during the last week. We had Edmund de Rothschild. Um, a holdings chairman who died at the age of 57, allegedly of a heart attack whilst at home in Switzerland. So obviously a very powerful figure. We've also had uh, moves, Mike, in terms of governments in Europe. So the Estonian prime minister is apparently missing. Wow. The Italian government has collapsed. Now, we know that happens quite a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> but also the Dutch government has had to resign because of an alleged scandal due to welfare payments uh, to children in Holland. So there's a big scandal. There's also rumours of Assange, Julian Assange's um, about maybe uh, potentially about to be pardoned. There's also reports I saw yesterday that Merkel um, the, uh, in Germany might be standing down sometime, wow. but not soon, apparently. So there are moves below the radar that are taking place, but we don't know how they all link together. That's the issue. Yeah, I mean, the, the one bit of information that I did find quite interesting in how it cooperated was um, Simon Parks mentioned at some point about, oh, they found out that the Vatican's involved. And so so they this is a chap, isn't he, along with Charlie Ward, that's massive, have huge followings in the alt media, and they're very much... Um, on board with the Q narrative, aren't they? Yeah, um, so, you know, it's like when he said there was going to be some operations for the Vatican type of thing, and then the Vatican and a bit of Italy suffered a huge power cut for yeah, a good seem... couple of hours, Yeah, and then you get the reports of these um, Vatican bishops all yeah. dying at once. Yeah, um, It kind of does link heavily, if you know what I mean. Like It's almost like there's a, a hint of truth behind what's being said, sure. but any precise detail is yeah. almost like that's where the false information lies. Yeah. I and am. I'm not sure if that's false information to distract people um, and get them looking in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the good guys and the bad guys, because it's like, well, we don't want anyone else getting involved with what we're doing, but, you know, we'll distract you with this. Um, or it could be false information to actually distract the bad guys themselves and keep them off the scent. But it's like, you know, an element of truth and a fair bit of lies at the same time. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Because there's quite a lot of controversy uh, around this uh, he's actually a British citizen, Simon Parks, and um, I have followed his stuff just out of interest, but like you were saying, Mike, I try and have a discerning view and um, just take from it what I think might be credible and interesting. Anyway, so yeah, he in the last few weeks has gone from around about 50,000 subscribers to, I think he's nearly up to 750,000, and, wow. and one of his videos got 2 million views, but here's the beef. <laughs> he um, He's... Um, I saw a, an interview with Good Morning TV in the UK. This is like a, a programme for those who aren't UK based, where people, it's like a chat show type thing, a breakfast chat show. And he uh, appeared, uh, as I say, on Good Morning TV, a very famous show here in the UK, back in 2013. And he was speaking about how his first sexual experience was when he had sex with an alien when he was five years old. What? He claims that he has an alien mother and a normal human mother, and he's had lots of involvement with aliens. 
Now, Mike and I are both open to these things, perhaps like a lot of you guys, the whole idea of um, alien, um, how should we say, alien visitations to the planet and all sorts. But even if that was true, right, you wouldn't share it on a UK TV network, surely no. not. So that's what makes me question his... Is he deluded? Is he a narcissist? And yesterday evening, I must admit, on the comments section on one of his YouTube videos, I had a great laugh about lots of people calling him out. And also what also makes me a bit suspicious about this Simon Parks character is he's now moving to BitChute from YouTube and um, he's saying, well, they're closing my account. And it's like, well, yeah, but for months you were sharing information where he said recently that he had a phone call with Q. He also said that he's part of Trump's inner team. And yet in his most recent video, he's now backtracking and now saying, well, I don't really know what's going on. And, you know, we need to be patient. And all his comments section, I think on his most recent uh, BitChute video, have been turned off. Because you on his YouTube account, people were beginning to, to call him out. Oh, really? And now he's transferred over to BitChute and now all his comments are turned off. And I, look, I'm not dissing the guy, far be it from me, because I think it's all too easy to have witch hunt, you know, like yeah. Trump. But I'm a bit suspicious. <laughs> I was going to say, it's quite interesting you say that um, he's constantly putting this information out um, when a lot of people who were were getting their videos banned. Yes, exactly. And... At the same time, even I on my YouTube, Discerning Consciousness YouTube account, as you know, Mike, I had one video banned and it was where I was talking about the COVID vaccine rollout and I was talking about the symbology of the very first woman to get it in the UK, Margaret Keenan, and how there's this kind of ritualistic elements to yeah. it, and they and they they banned, they pulled my video, and I couldn't even I couldn't even what's the word uh, appeal. So you know, if someone like me uh, has a very full small following, and they're pulling my videos, and yet he, you had this guy, and up until very recently had like millions of views. Hmm, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Yeah, so um, I do reckon something was definitely fishy with that, and his whole apparent move to BitChute is most probably just um, if he doesn't, people are gonna con on. Yeah. That that is the case sort of thing that he is allowed to keep producing sure. videos. Yeah, I mean the other thing that's important to put out uh, in this particular show uh, for the benefit of our listeners, Mike, is they might be struggling right now perhaps like I have been, because there's so much information and, and we want to know because we're aware that we're at a very critical, we are at a very critical point in human history right now because it does look, if you just looked at the conspiracy stuff through a dark lens and you didn't look at the more hopeful stuff, you would think that we were in the last stages of the rollout of the, the New World Order, wouldn't well, you? Well, we basically are. I mean, you know, it does look very dark and... Um, it's the three to five year plan like I keep saying You do, yeah And some of you guys listening might be uh, aware of Mike Adams' stuff uh, I believe he has a, uh, a website called Natural News And he puts a lot of uh, information, very good information about um, nutrition and health out there And he's very popular in the alt media But I saw one of his videos recently where I was listening to it And I had to turn it off, Mike, as I think I've said to you Because he was talking about how we might be on the verge of a nuclear war between the United States and China and how his sources are telling him that there are Chinese troops right now in Canada and just waiting on the border after the, a Biden inauguration to invade the United States. And I'm thinking, hmm, that's just so dark that I, I can't even... I mean, it might be a possibility, but the point I'm making is 
there's so much material out there some of which is so dark I don't I'm not in favor of censorship so it shouldn't be censored but I would just give a cost cautionary message of when you're watching material like that still have a hopeful outcome in your own mind what's your interpretation of that yeah I mean to be honest it's one of those things that the more accurate and truthful you tend to talk about these sort of times with um, the more people get scared because yeah, it is getting dark and it is one of those things that we are going to have to um, face that darkness not just in our outside world but in our inside world as well mm. um, and it's a time for us to do that um, you know, I've always hoped that we're going to go through this tr transition without nuclear war without happening. Without too much bloodshed, yeah. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that if that's what um, needs to happen, that's what will happen. Um, we can only just hope that it doesn't. And as we always say on Discerning Consciousness, um, the, the, inner, the inner and the outer are just mere reflections of one another, aren't they? Exactly. Um, to be honest, it... So I don't see a lot of good things happening for a while, mm. um, considering the the rollout of this new world order plan that's happening at the moment. You know, and if their plan does happen uncontested, things are going to get very dark very quickly. You raise an interesting point about um, how you couch that or phrase that. Is you see that's how um, I prefer to see information in terms of the Q narrative is that. There is a good force opposing the deep state and the cabal. But I, the issues that I have with the Q narrative, it's a little bit too simplistic. Yes. Yeah, they, they almost make it like, look, it, it's two people playing chess. Oh, that guy's made that move. Oh, yeah. that guy's that made that move. Um, and really, it's just a lot of people doing a lot of moves. Um, and even within the cabal itself, where it's so kind of like compent compartmentalized sure. I mean it's structure yeah. um, not everyone in the team knows exactly what everyone else is doing mm. and so um, there are so many things happening at once it is a very complex situation and yeah that puts to mind uh, we have instances where military forces will carry on battling because they think the war's still continuing yeah I'm not sure if that was happened in Vietnam I think it did or Laos or Cambodia but there have been instances haven't there the famous one was a Japanese soldier being found That's on it. an island yeah um, what was it for decades it just existed as a rumor that yeah. a crazy man was living in the forest that will kill you if he finds you. Yeah. Um, you know, camp tells. And then it turned out it was true. They sent someone to bring him back. They didn't believe him. Mm -hmm. So they literally had to bring his retired com um, commanding officer mm. to tell him the war's over, son, go home. Right, yeah, which alludes to what you're talking about. And also just to share with our listeners... Um, I've been uh, watching stories around what's happening in the Middle East, and unfortunately things are hotting up there. Um, Iran, uh, between Iran, uh, Israel and the US. So recently, Iran has been doing lots of um, sort of, uh, what's the word, military operations uh, in the region. A show of strength, that's yeah. what I'm looking for, which is understandable because they're just reacting to... Um, Israel and US uh, increasing their show of strength. So what actually happened recently was uh, Iran fired a missile and it fell, um, it is believed, within a few miles of a commercial uh, shipping uh, vehicle. 
and they also fired a missile, and I don't know if it was one or several, within 100 miles of the USS Nimitz. I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, which is an aircraft, a huge aircraft carrier. So these are just little examples of how unintended consequences could happen very easily. And this is, again, my critique of the Q narrative, where it's just not as simple as, you know, good triumphing. You, you just have one military commander, you know, in the Middle East on either side, an Iranian or a US or, or Israeli who pushes the button and all hell could break loose. Yeah, um, it is a kind of like crap situation there. It always has been for yeah. many thousands of years. Um, and there's no chance that's going to get any better um, for the foreseeable future, at least. Yeah. Um, chances are um, they always wanted to start a war in that situation. Mm. Um, the only thing is, I reckon, um, because Israel tends to be a centre of power for the cabal, yeah. um, they would never want to kind of like a war on its doorsteps, if you know what I mean, but they would definitely most probably try and have wars close by. Well, I think I think um, America, the US, would always go to the protection of Israel. Oh, happens. definitely, yes. And we know, obviously, that uh, Israel has its Iron Dome missile defence system, which is absolutely ridiculous because... Uh, all they use it for is defence from little, you know, fireworks from um, from the West Bank. Or, you know, it's like, oh, we're being in, you know, we're coming under attack. Well, yeah, from pop rockets, you mean. But so, anyway, uh, joking apart, obviously they've got um, massive funding from the US military yeah. and they're, they're very well protected, but obviously it's an area to look at, isn't it? During this time when everything's in flux. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, I reckon all the eyes will be on um, the US and those elections at least until midway through the year, until April time, and then something could kick off there. Mm. And also, just on in terms, lastly, Mike, on this point of some of the more calamitous scenarios that are being offered by people out there, in one of David Wilcox's videos, he's he's received information to say that China has actually somehow smuggled in missile batteries hidden in container container uh, what they called um the boxes what are they called cargo containers yeah cargo containers and they are said to be positioned um all across america um that's very hard to believe but we just don't know do we again yeah i mean oh, that's just adding too much to the mix i believe like um, I very much doubt that would happen because um, it does seem to be like the plan at the moment is to collapse the US from the inside out, not necessarily... Not an external combatant. Yeah, um, they would only most probably bring that in if they failed to collapse America. Mm. Um, so, you know, that could be the backup plan, I guess. Yeah. So what I want to uh, talk about now, uh, Mike, in this part of our show is that um, there is this idea, isn't there? Uh, we were talking about this earlier that if 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 Trump, if Trump is not just leaving the White House, uh, and there is going to be this pushback, and they could call him the Trump card, don't they? But, you know, <laughs> in the twelfth hour, Trump lays down his, you know, his full house, so to speak. That there might be an emergency broadcast. Um, and again, this is information uh, that I've seen recently from David Wilcock. I'll share a link in the description, guys, so you can check that out. His videos are always quite lengthy, but they are interesting. 
that this emergency broadcast would not just be in the US, would actually be a, a global system, wouldn't it? Um, well, that's what he keeps saying. Um, now, honestly, I don't know of a system that could do that myself. Yeah. Um, I know each country's got its own emergency broadcast system, like, um, like for each state in America, they yeah. can individually... Which um, they've been doing, apparently. Yeah, yeah. they can individually um, text everyone in that state, like, you know, warning a hurricane's coming or, you know, stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so they could easily do that, say, within just the US. Yeah. Um, they could easily do that in, you know, in individual countries, but um, I don't see how they could do it for all the world all at once, if you yeah. know what I mean, unless each country was on board with it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to um, streaming videos to, to phones and uh, mobile devices like that, um, that's where I'm not sure of because, I mean, phones, you could get a push notification to click on the, the video to mm -hmm. then view it on the internet. Um, but with a, kind of like a computer itself, mm. unless you actually received an email to then click on the link, yeah. um, your computer is, um, your router is literally designed to block incoming traffic that's not been requested. Mm. And of course, um, David Wilcock or his sources, I think it was someone from the military, wasn't it? Someone from the US military, I'm not sure what uh, department of the US military, but he was saying that there would be, um, it might happen, he did say that, he didn't say it would definitely happen, in the coming days that uh, Trump would release seven presidential presidential messages that all the world's media, not just in the US, all the world's media, I assume that's the mainstream media, yeah. would be taken down. And part of these, um, part of the coverage would be um, confessions, video confessions and, and evidence, I'm assuming, of the stolen election. Um, yeah, I mean, what was it? I even heard someone saying that it would even be... Um like confessions from Epstein and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. At, um, and Maxwell. Yeah. What was her name again? Oh, uh, Gisela Maxwell. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, their confessions and basically saying how, like, um, yeah, most of that team is corrupt and uh, doing very bad things. I mean, I think it's important to add that um, we're sharing this information partly because we want justice to prevail, don't we? Oh, and, and, it, and if yeah. this happened and it was done in an appropriate way, then um, I think it would be um, it would be amazing. My only concern, as I've said to Mike um, earlier before this uh, show, is the shock that might be experienced by the general public. But your point, Mike, was, and this might be shared by our listeners, is we're at such a sticky point right now in the history of humanity, whereby it seems these kind of so-called prog progressive left ideology backed up by the CCP in China could be about to take down the United States and the whole of the Western world. If that shock is needed uh, across, you know, the populations of the world, then that's what's going to have to happen. Exactly. I've always said this is going to be quite a shamanic thing of humanity collectively going through a process of um, awakening to certain truths. Yeah. Um, one of them being that for so long we've kind of like let other people deal with situations like like governments looking after us and stuff like that and we're going to go through a process of realizing that actually we shouldn't let these people 
through this, you know, unchecked. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have to go through a process of a shock of those revelations mm. to go, well, actually, yes, we need to be looking at these guys with a very close eye to make sure they don't get away with the sort So what you're saying is it's almost like, um, if I can put it in my own words, humanity needs this shake-up and... Um, a lot of people might suffer through the shake-up, but in years to come, we, we will realise that it was necessary. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I reckon it's going to be one of those things that um, once it's out there, that a lot of people will just go like, oh, yeah, of course I've known. Yeah. Um, a bit know. like when the Epstein thing broke, and they say, well, of course there's paedophiles in government and in the judiciary and in Hollywood. I knew that and then just move on sort of thing. Yeah, um, so it's gonna be a lot of people just going, oh yeah, 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 I know, I know, yeah, it's obvious. Um, almost to the point where like when Edwin Snowden came out about, um, oh yeah, the government's tracking everyone. Mm. And for a long time that had been a conspiracy thing. It got proven true and then suddenly everyone was just like collectively, who cares, let's keep using the phones mm. and get tracked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, overall, I think it's still important um, to retain some sense of hope and not to just feel that humanity is in a hopeless position. Because as we know, with the, in terms of the balance between the darkness and the light, and also uh, it's important to remember that just part of the system, the way the Matrix replicates itself, Mike, is by through the media is not really offering us hope and believing that the controllers and believing that the cabal and the deep state and that all of these um, power structures are impenetrable, <coughs> impenetrable, which I pronounced that right, but basically they can never be broken down. And I think that's a mistake to believe that as well. There are many traps, aren't there? Yes, most definitely. Um, and that's the thing, the, the, the control group, the cabal, are going to do everything they can to misdirect us and belittle us. So we are stuck in that fear prison cell because that's how we're easily controlled in that respect. Yeah. Um, and like we've mentioned before within the, the Great Reset versus the, the Great Awakening, yeah. um, the Great Awakening is coming. There's nothing that can be done about it. Um, the only thing is, how long are we going to be in that control system before we realize that that's not what we want exactly um you know the the harder and faster they're going to push their plan um for the the great reset yeah. um the more people are going to wake up and react to it yeah um the slower they go for each process of the plan and the less people that wake up to it it's just like the whole boiling the frogs analogy yeah. um you know we might be only at like 32 40 degrees right now you know just slowly turning it up every notch every now and then as soon as we accept the, that notch they go up to the next one sure. how far is that going to be pushed where is humanity's line in the sand where's the breaking point yeah exactly that brings to mind of course uh, the film network when howard bill does his rabble rousing speech very well very eloquent speech and gets people to stand up and go you know i'm not taking i'm mad as hell and i'm not taking it anymore and we are at that moment now certainly in the uk i can't speak for the states because i don't live there or any where anywhere else where our listeners come from but we both agree we are here in the uk we are at a, a really dangerous point yeah so um it's got to get that like for most of the world and it's literally a case of where do we call the line? Yeah. And just lastly, uh, Mike, in terms of the emergency broadcast and the potential for 
perhaps electricity outages, the grids go, power grids going down. We might see social media or the whole internet go down, or at least outages. I feel for certainly the younger generation who have become very much addicted to social media and the internet, and I put my hands up recently <laughs> in terms of addiction to information online, that's going to be a struggle, isn't it? If there's long periods of no internet, I mean, psychologically, the impact on people. Yeah, I mean, um, like you said, for the younger generation, um, especially the, the teenage to early 20s uh, yeah. who are addicted to their phones, will literally start having panic attacks and withdrawal symptoms, like, yeah. you know, someone recovering from a drug addiction. From cocaine or something, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that could be quite difficult, but that just alludes back to what we were saying before, in terms of uh, it might be what's needed. Yeah, I mean, we do need a, um, a change of pace, a kind of like change in the way we do things. Mm. Um, because like, as in America, as in the UK right now, mm. um, neither country is exactly acting as we used to. We don't have the old normal. We don't have no. our old comforts. No. We have uh, the unacceptable new normal. Yeah, the new normal's coming about, um, and we need to, like, say you say, get mad as hell and not go take it anymore. Yeah, and and the other things, like you were saying, Mike, is that here in the UK, COVID, social distancing measures, hands, face, space, all of these things have become such an accepted part of life now, and that's what I find worrying. Yeah, it's literally controlling the, the, the minds of people to get them to accept that stage. Um, and it's going to be, what, we are literally going through the same thing as um, Nazi Germany did. Mm. Um, the only difference is um, they had a financial crash at the same time, mm. and then they blamed it all on the Jews. So this time round, it's literally a collapse in societal norms, and they'll blame it on the unhealthy people, yeah. the non-mask wearers, the people yeah. who don't want to get the jams. Yeah. So. Um, or the, in America, the people who don't want to give up their guns. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, in the last part of the episode, Mike, I just want to bring our attention back to Washington D.C. Yeah. The inaugura the inaugura the inauguration ceremony. Can't get my words out today. <laughs> must must be my false teeth. <laughs> and just. Um, what we think uh, might happen. I have a perspective. It's a bit out there. Go on then. What, what do you reckon is going to happen? I think something so big is going to happen that it's going to shock even the likes of us and our listeners who have very open minds and we can think in very abstract, absurdist ways. I have a hunch, and I've said since the beginning of COVID, that there's something coming along that's so huge. Now, it might be, it might be some kind of alien communication forgive me but something on that level i mean people are talking about aren't they that we are in biblical times or so it does feel like it doesn't it? yeah it does feel that it's even going to be bigger than just household names in politics the media finance business pharmaceutical industry being arrested and paraded and you know them actually releasing confessions I still think that would be great. I'd be, I'm like everyone. I'd be more than happy enough with that if we can build, if we can use that as a platform to build a better, more humane society that's not based on profiteering and exploitation and you know all the horrors of things like paedophilia. And we can finally move forward as a species on this planet. But I think it might be even something bigger than that. What's your take? 
Right, so... Um, that was a long winter. Yeah. A bit of hyperbole there, wasn't it? I mean, I honestly don't reckon there's going to be aliens. No. Um, you know, there's too many elements at play here where you don't need a wild card like no, that, no. almost. Um, I reckon it's going to be simple as uh, most probably a demonstration that turns into a riot, yeah. that turns into um, a lot of guns being fired. Yeah. Um, there will be... Um, I don't think Biden will actually be hurt or injured. He'll just be whisked away. Um, do you think... Yeah, so something will happen. Yeah. And is this before he... Uh, swears on the Bible or sniffs the Bible thinking it's a small child's hair what do you think will happen <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly I reckon they will he will be inaugurated he will do the whole thing he will get an office um, but then there will be the riots unrest because of that or something like that oh, yeah. or you know he'll do something really ridiculous where he'll make a change to the very thing you're meant to say to, and, sure. you know, write everyone up in the whole kind of like, you know, we've got to be that wokest. And, you know, then there'll be the agent provocateurs. They'll, you know, I reckon there will be some gunfire. Yeah. People will be killed, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be that, that suddenly, with Biden getting whisked away, suddenly there's pretext to put martial law in place. Um... But then the interesting thing is, once martial law is in place, yeah, um, the good guys could use that as being they didn't want to put no, no, America no. in martial law, but because the other side has, they can use that as to a cover or pretext. Yeah, so you know, it's one of those things that there's a complicated game being played. It's fascinating. And yeah. if you look at it at a very simplistic level. All the moves look very confusing, but to a, to a chess master or someone who's good at chess at least understands that sometimes you have to make a bad move to be able to sure. then make a good move. You mean sacrifice the piece yeah. on the board. So it could be, uh, I think I said earlier, that the military encampment or fortification being built in the capital in DC could be where they would do the trials, perhaps. That is a possibility. Could be. Um... You, you made me think of something interesting that could happen if my outlandish lights in the sky, I didn't mean like aliens, I'm going to backtrack slightly now, maybe some lights alluding to aliens in the sky. What might happen is Biden goes to do his little speech, whatever, you know, when the, when puts his hand on the Bible, yeah. right, if he can manage to find it, right? <laughs> and he doesn't say the right words and something like that. So then there'll be this rumours going out that it's he's not properly inaugurated because he hasn't said the right words. Maybe he'll, he'll have a stroke. He'll have a stroke just as he puts his hand on the Bible and he'll... Oh boy, he'll just disappear into <laughs> dust because, you know, he's so evil at touching the Bible. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, yeah, he uses the wrong words and, it, and, and they go, he's not properly inaugurated. Yeah, so. I mean, to be honest, um, it does, like I keep saying, it does seem like they're trying to put America up to collapse at the moment. Yeah, um, they want to light the deep state. They They want to... They want to light the blue touch paper. They want to light the fuse. Sorry to interrupt, but I think that they're going to attempt to do that. But whatever they want the outcome to be isn't going to work. That's what I meant by they're going to they're going to it's going to appear that they've had their pants pulled down. And in a UK context, I mean underpants, not trousers. <laughs> well, they're they're underpants and trousers. <laughs> 
Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's going to be quite interesting. Um, it's only a, what a day or two away now. A day, matter yeah. of hours now. Yeah. So um, you know, watch this space. It's going yeah. to be interesting. Yeah. So I think we'll round things up here, Mike, and just uh, share some closing thoughts and closing words. Um, I just want to say that obviously within uh, the power structures that run this planet, obviously the phrases phrases deep state cabal or cabals has gained prominence, hasn't it, since the Q movement came to the fore. But we know these power structures exist within banking, within the corporate world, and you have the 13 main families. Yeah. Now, I think there's a shakeout happening and there's like um, different people are uh, taking positions, the shifting power structures. All we can hope that when the dust settles, that you've got better, more, how should we say, more honourable people in positions of power and the real dead wood, the rotten wood is taken out of the system. If you think of a building, yeah. my concern is that the entire building collapses in that process. That's my concern. So it's about let's hope that that doesn't let's hope that that doesn't ha happen. Yeah, it, it's one of those weird things that um, I've actually thought about this a lot. The whole thing of like if you could just click your fingers and magic away all the kind of like corrupt evildoers within politics and the cabal, um, you know, refill the positions with um, good, honest working people. Yeah. Would the system as it's currently set up? keep running yeah. you know because as far as i'm aware the system only keeps running because of the high level of corruption that's going on you and can't do anything but that yeah and if the corruption you know got ridden away is you, know, you, you called out the apple so much there's no apple left to eat yeah. um and it is one of those things though that um you know we keep saying that we just want to go back to normal but the truth is if we go back to normal as a uh, globally that's what we're doing again um, we're just destroying the planet quicker and quicker and quicker. Mm. So the real solution is going to be um, realising this and realising that we have to come to a new normal, not necessarily the BS that's going on with the, the COVID or the US politics at the moment, but one that does literally focus on you know the well-being of the individual yeah. and not just on money and corporations. Yeah, so um, just lastly on this point, we haven't really spoken about this. Uh, maybe we can next time touch upon it, running out of time here now. But um, that could allude to the fact that Trump perhaps is planning to um, take the US back to the original constitution before it became a corporation, as all countries around the world are said to be corporations. That would potentially allow a new system or systems around the world that come into force so that um, the remnants... Um, of the existing power structure isn't still there um, you'd, you could have you'd have literally a complete new slate wouldn't you if you had a new system like that yeah the difficult thing though is how do you move to what we have now to that system mm. um, it's not an easy process um, because so many things would have to change and when mm. a lot of change is happening at once people get scared mm. um, so you know it's kind of like you have to make that transition as easy as possible for people mm. um, and that means that it can't happen overnight and it does literally have to take years to decades to try and implement mm. yeah all we can do and all our listeners can do is is remain hopeful as I said at the at the very beginning is um, it's interesting to have an awareness of 
you know, like some of the stuff that Mike Adams was sharing with regards to China and possible nuclear war. But at the same time, just to hold those as possibilities and uh, focus on your intent on what you want the outcome to be. Yeah, um, like the, the the idea of that if a lot of people meditate on a certain situation at once, it sure. can have um, good positive effects on it. Yeah, or absolutely. negative, depending on when your energy is going. Um, but I would say, like, um, to all our listeners, try and put good energies and intents towards what you hope is going to happen tomorrow, mm. and everything should be okay. Yeah, and uh, I'll just... Um... Just give my final words really on in terms of the discussion that we're having, Mike, is that, yeah, it's we we could see, you know, quite dark scenes uh, and uh, a real chaos and lots of people killed. I mean, let's hope that that let's hope that that doesn't happen. Yeah, and, you know, obviously to people in the US, the, the key issue, isn't it, is to keep is to keep keep your powder dry. And if you feel like you're motivated to 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 how should we say, to get involved and, and draw arms, That sometimes that can be the worst thing, can't it? Yeah, um, if anything, protests and violence have only ever been used as a pretext for more draconian rules. Mm. Um, so even though it's like blowing off steam, at the same time you get a harsher punishment next. But I'll, I'll add the rider of it's, di- it's, it's different if someone comes knocking on your property or your door from the government or the state threatening you and your family of course in that instance you have every right yeah every yeah, right because you're to, defending yourself yeah i just wanted to make that clear so thank you mike for joining us for today's show it's been very interesting and uh there's certainly we are in momentous times and thank thank all you guys thank guys for uh listening in today just a quick reminder you can check out, uh, as it still stands, my social media content. Oh, you're uh, still on there then? <laughs> I'm still on there. So I'm on all the ones that are being censored at the moment. Uh, all the links are in the description. Uh, I haven't made the move to any of these other ones yet, purely and simply A, because I'm a bit lazy, and B, because I don't know, Mike, what the shakeout's going to be. What's go- I don't want to be in the mind space, in the, you know, where uh, at one point everyone went to MySpace and then everyone went to Facebook and then everyone on MySpace looked a bit foolish. So I'm still kind of waiting for which social media platform is going to be the one that everyone migrates to. I mean, well, to be fair, I think it's the best idea, the spaghetti scenario. Yeah go for everything and see what lasts yeah exactly yeah it could be that yeah throw it all at the wall and see what sticks yeah right thank you uh, all again for listening so we'll just uh, leave you with these wise words once again uh, remember folks if you're not in control if you're not in control of your consciousness then someone else is bye for now bye